0: in 2017 when i won that national championship Mm -hmm. like for me that was that was everything like it was the moment i had worked for Mm -hmm. and it just really taught me that sacrifice and hard work pays off
1: Brisa Colon is a second-year broadcast journalism major here at Cal State Fullerton. She is the creative director and founder of At The Trendy Tying on Instagram, as well as the residential advisor, Latina pop host, and the social media chair for the Latino Journalist Club. From winning national championships for karate in 2017, she is no stranger to hard work and sacrifice. This is her story hi everyone um i'm nyleen welcome to the third episode of fullerton's finest today i have resident advisor brisa cologne who is also the creative director of trendy titan she just got it to launch as a segment on the report on titan tv tell us a little bit about your projects here at cal state fullerton and what do you do
0: yeah so i guess i'll go one by one so um i'm an ra on campus i'm a residential advisor so that means i am in charge of a whole floor of students um Nyleen being one of my residents, <laughs> she is an amazing resident. And basically, what I do is I plan events. I also have to be on duty, which is very difficult because I have to get calls in the middle of the night and go attend to them. And sometimes they're hard. Sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it's it's part of the job. So somehow
1: you can't leave housing.
0: Oh yes. So when I'm on duty, um, there there are different shifts. So if it's during the week, it's from eight to five, uh, five to eight, and then if it's um at On the weekend, it's a 24-hour shift, and I'm not allowed to leave the housing area. So I can't even go, like, to the library to study or to the gym. gym. Mm -mm, I have to stay on campus Uh, in housing. So that is a little rough at times when I want to get things done or, like, go out. But it's part of my job, and, you know, the benefits are there. So I have to, you know, do it. And I, I enjoy it, so it's really good. And then I'm also the creative director of Trendy Titan, and that's kind of my main thing I've been doing lately. Um... I started it last semester in October, and basically it started because I was kind of having a mental breakdown about what I want to do. I was very, like, I don't know, like, what I want to do. I don't know my purpose. Like, I know that I want to be a journalist. I know that I want to do something in media, but I wasn't sure exactly what. Like, I didn't know my focus. Like, I knew I liked entertainment, but I'm like, okay, I'm not trying to talk I'm not trying to talk about celebrities all day because I feel like I can't make a change in the world. So I was like, what do I like that I can really make a change? And I was like, I really like fashion. That's something I know a lot about. I I research, I watch, I know. And I feel like that's something where I can use fashion to make a change. And that's kind of where I've been leaning towards. And so I was in bed one day and I was like, what am I going to... How can I do this? Like, how can I start something? How can I make my mark? And then I literally just thought of Trendy Titan, and I was like, there's so many people at our school at Cal State Fullerton that I see at the Gastronome going to class, and I'm like, wow, like, they have such amazing style, and they are dressed amazing, they look amazing, they look happy to be themselves, and it may not be an outfit that's, say, a million dollars, it may not be something that you would see at, like, Forever 21 Paxson, but it is something that is them and it's like it can be thrifted it's and to me having someone show who they are through their fashion is incredible and i think that's what fashion is and so i created Chinese Titan to spotlight those students that have amazing fashion and show who they are through their fashion so i literally came up with it and then the next day i was like made the instagram started it off i started filming my first video i think within a week that same week i created it um I called my mom about the idea, and fun fact, like, my mom started crying when I told her about the idea because she was like, this is a really good idea, and the fact that you thought of it yourself, she was like, that's crazy. And I was like, I mean, I just did it. Like, I don't know. So, um, I mean, it's grown to something bigger than I would have ever expected it to be. Like, my, that was my goal, is to be kind of where I am and hopefully more in the future. But, um, yeah, so now it's on uh, Titan TV. I'm a segment on The Report, which is every – they have their show every Tuesday, but my show, Trendy Titan is going to be on it every other Tuesday. So not as often. And yeah, I've been trying, I've been filming videos every Tuesday and I call it Trendy Titan Tuesday. And that's when I spotlight someone, but, um, for the report, it's going to be less often and I'm going to make more quality. And I think that's going to be better for everyone. If I make more quality videos and less like, and less stress, you know? And then Last but not least, definitely not least, I'm involved in Latina Pop with three other beautiful women, um, Nyleen being one of them, and then Brie. I love this bit of self-promo on the podcast. This is very self-promo because we're friends, and we just, we're like, me and Nyleen are like work wives, basically. We actually, like, we do almost everything together. We even have... I think, two classes yeah. together, and it's just, like... Brisa is someone who I was so excited to go to
1: college with because we had a Facebook group. It was mm-hmm. um, a CSUF class of 2022, and then I was like, hey, that girl, like, kind of looks like me, and she wants to do, like, the same thing I want. She has the same interests, too, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, we're going to be good friends. And
0: yeah, then- and so... But then you never lived on campus. And you also never hit me up. So <laughs> I just had a different roommate, and I lived on campus with someone else. But I love my roommate. Shout out to you, Rochelle. But, yeah.
1: But, yeah. And then I moved on campus this year, and then she became my residential advisor. And I was like, yeah. oh.
0: Yeah. And then we realized we're doing the same thing. Like, yeah. we are have the same goals. And so we got together one day, and we were like, we need to create something on this campus that – gives Latinas the opportunity to be on camera and give us the experience to show the world, like, what we can do, you know? And in Spanish as well as English and, you know, Spanglish in air quotes. Mm -hmm. And um, so Nyleen, me, Samantha Aguilar, and Brianna Brianna Beverly all got together. We're friends because we're in the same club, the Latino Journalist Club. And we just all have the same interests and we thought why not get together rather than being competitors with each other but yeah. work together so we can all reach our goals and I yeah. think that is amazing and I'm super excited to start working on it we haven't made we haven't made our first episode yet but we have an Instagram at latina pop dot pop latina. pop and we have intro videos and stuff we did a photo shoot but I'm I'm excited for what it is to be, you know? Like, we're not... We haven't made the first episode, but we're we're going to very soon. And I think that I'm very excited for it. Yeah, it
1: should be, like, within two weeks. Within two weeks, it'll be done. The thing is, we found a studio to do it in just because it'd be hard to get it on Titan TV because there's many, many regulations and rules. But basically, yeah, that's where it's at.
0: Mm-hmm. But Yeah, we just... We want to be able to create something and put our name on it and be proud of it Mm -hmm. and we don't want to exclude anyone else but if there's a lot of people involved it's going to be hard for us to not get the credit because that sounds really bad but um to be able to show what we can do you know yeah and i think
1: it's also because it's so competitive in titan tv to get screen time and Mm -hmm. we're just really trying to build our reels and that's the only way we can have um entertainment content for our reel because mm-hmm. other shows don't do that here. So it's basically kind of like we need to take care of ourselves before we start bringing in other people. And it's like, wait, I thought of this. Why are so many people just jumping onto it? And it's not like we want to exclude other people. Yeah, it's and just
0: that's what it is. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. And we want to be able to develop it and bring people up after it's developed after it's created you can't really it's hard to bring someone up with you when you're still not even up yourself yeah so we want to create this so the people to come after us are able to like thrive and use that platform Mm -hmm. so we're working on it and i'm excited for it and yeah it's exciting
1: so what why did you why did you choose cal state fullerton
0: that's a very interesting story. So I thought I was going to go to, like, UCLA, Stanford. That was my dream. Got rejected. For
1: broadcast journalism?
0: Yes. Got rejected. They're not, I guess, broadcast schools, but I thought, like, going to that school, I'd get connections, I'd get opportunities somehow, they'd open the door. I, I don't know. I was kind of delusional. And then I okay. got rejected, and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to look at Cal State Fullerton, because I know it's an amazing school, And I came to Welcome to Cal State Fullerton Day, Mm -hmm. and I met Vanya. Patino. Vanya Patino. Shout out to you, Vanya. Hopefully you're listening out there. (laughs) And Vanya is someone, she was the president, oh, the vice president at the time of the Latino Journalist Club. And she sold Cal State Fullerton to me, and I am, like, forever, like, grateful for her. Because she told me how many opportunities they have to have really hands-on experience at this school, whereas a lot of schools don't and um for me that was really important to hear I also met Beth Georges and Beth Georges told me about her shows that she has on campus and her opportunities and that really opened my eyes and then I let her I later met Jesus Ayala and he told me about his opportunities and yeah and I was just very on my welcome day I didn't meet Jesus on my welcome day but after I like when I first got here, I started meeting him, and I was like, "Wow, like this is the right place." But before I came here, I knew Beth and I knew Vanya, and I was like, "This is the place for me. Like, this is where I want to be." And um, I feel blessed and honored to have the opportunity to come to this school, and it's an amazing school. Like a lot of people joke, and they say, "Like, oh, it's Cal State Disneyland. It's a joke." Like people don't. I don't think people really know like the potential that is here at Cal State Fullerton. Mm-hmm. And I'm really glad I'm here. So yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, I think it's like
0: we're not saying it's perfect also, but Mm -hmm. I think
1: besides USC, I feel like it's one of like the best calm program you're gonna get probably in all of California. Definitely, definitely. Very yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what what activities did you did you do any activities in high school regarding broadcasting and journalism?
0: Yeah, so in high school I this another funny story. (laughs) So basically in seventh grade there was a show that they would play every morning because our my school would have a cluster class. And basically in cluster class, you would be in that same class because my school was 7 through 12. So I was there for six years. And basically in that cluster class, you would sit and you would watch the morning announcements. And there was these two guys that would come on. I will never forget it. And they were Jeremy and Jordan in the morning. And they would always start off every morning saying, I'm Jeremy and Jordan in the morning. And they'd give the announcements and then they'd sign off. And then I would just admire them and their ability to make people laugh and be funny and I was like I want to do that like I want to be on that screen I want to be able to make people laugh and so I was like I'm going to sign up and I go and I try to sign up for this thing that they called announcements it was just called announcements at the time And there was no way to sign up. It was a group of friends that would get together and just film it in like a little closet in the principal's office. And then they'd leave for the morning and that was it. So then I basically, long story short, I met with the administration at my high school and I met with the ASB teacher and I pitched them the idea of creating a broadcast on our school so that we can actually produce more content. And they were, they liked the idea and the ASB teacher She was so sweet, um, Miss Tina Matich, and she took me under her wing and she was like, let's do this. So we created positions in ASB and we got a grant of money. Um, One of my teachers got a grant for me and for OATV. It's called OATV, so Oxford Academy Television. Um, I created it along with a friend. Her name is Celine. And she, she was really good with tech. So she did the tech and I was more of the organizer and I was like, let's get people together. Let's start the broadcast. I was more of like the on screen and she was behind. And that's kind of what happened? So I started the broadcast at my high school and yeah, that was a really big moment for me because I had never really made change like that. And that was my first time making a quote change in, up where i met at. And, um, and now, this, this school year, actually, I got a call from one of the students who worked with me on OATV, and he said, oh, we got a new classroom, because we used to be in a closet. So they got a whole new classroom. They're getting new computers, Wait, new... expand on closet. Okay, so basically, it first was in the principal's office, and it was, like, a little small room, and it was one camera, a small green screen, behind a desk, and one computer. And then we got promoted into the tech... The man who works on, like, technology, like, he basically is, like, the tech guy at the high school, into his little, they call it a classroom, but it's really, I would say, less than half the size of an average, like, high school classroom. Mm -hmm. I called it the closet. It smelled bad, had no windows. It was gross. It had all these wires everywhere. And it was, we were using a vintage camera, like, literally a camera you would use for like when you were like a little kid and your parents are trying to film videos of you. And then now it's gotten moved into the state of the art room cuz they just did like an expansion at my high school and they built like these new buildings. So in the part of the STEM lounge, they like made a room for OATV to be able to film and shoot and now they have a full YouTube channel with all this content and I'm so proud of them and I'm so grateful that I was able to be a part of it. So, yeah. So cool.
1: And besides broadcast, what other were you
0: involved in any other activities at your high yeah, school? Yeah. So, um yeah, this is like kind of very off track from broadcast, but um I did karate growing up and I've been doing I did karate since I was 5 years old. Don't fuck with Brisa. <laughs> <laughs>
1: fuck you the fuck out.
0: <laughs> I'm dead. Um <laughs> People always say that when I tell them I do karate and it's like, "No, I'm very harmless. I will not I will not hurt a bee. We need to save the bees. Oh, I would not hurt gosh. a fly. I would hurt a spider because I'm scared of them. But everything else I wouldn't hurt." But basically, yeah, I've been doing karate and so growing up I started competing when I was around like in 6th grade. I don't know how old you are, Is it like 12? I think 12. And I started competing and then starting my in 8th grade, I went to my first national competition. And I made the U.S. national team. So that was in, I was like 14, 14 years old, I believe. And yeah, 2014, I made my first U.S. national team. So I had, I traveled to Peru with my mom and just my mom and I, and with the U.S. national team and I competed at the Pan American Games. I did not win. I lost my first round. It was very sad, but uh, I trained really hard for it and I missed like a month of school because I had to travel and it was really hard because I had to like miss my I missed literally my first week of high school. Like I missed my ninth grade. It was really hard because a lot all my friends were excited to be back and I had to miss. But I knew like at the time, like I had to sacrifice for karate. And yeah. then that, and then from then on, I tried out for the team every year. The second time I tried out was that next year, I didn't make it. It was twenty fifteen, I believe. Yeah, twenty fifteen. Let me get my facts right. Wait, let me let me collect my thoughts. Okay basically one year I didn't make it and that was the Florida year it was really bad didn't make the team then the year after that the two years three years after that I made the team and so I've traveled to I traveled to Peru Ecuador Argentina and Spain wow so my senior year was the biggest year for me because the people so you try out and you either get first or second place and I would always get second place and I would lose to this one girl I don't want to mention her name. (laughs) I would always lose to her. And I was, like, determined to win. Like, she was the queen of karate, and I was, like, I cannot let her beat me. So my senior year, I put in everything. I put in – it was my junior to senior year. I put in, like, the most energy I could have ever possibly. Like, I never went out that summer. Like, I didn't have friends. Like, I literally – like, I had friends, but I didn't hang out with them. Like, I trained harder than I had ever done, and I won first place in 2017 for – at nationals wow. and so that was actually a world <laughs> Where that at? Where it was in there? south carolina was the national ch- championships and then with that winning that i was able to go to argentina for the pan am games and then i went to spain for the world championships and i placed fifth at argentina and then i placed i didn't place at worlds i lost first round to sweden i believe <laughs> it was really bad and then i was also i made it for team kata so team kata is when you do like a synchronized like forms of like moves and so we got i think seventh place at worlds and that was like a really big deal because and i was the only athlete that Since went
1: 2017?
0: 2017 i was the only athlete that went for two events
1: Aww.
0: so yeah from the u.s so i was i was very into that and that was kind of my thing in high school like that was what i did and then my That's broadcasting cool. was kind of like the thing i did at school in asb because i was in asb and that was like my job in asb but like My, like, I wouldn't say claim to fame, but the thing that I was so passionate about was karate. And I still am. I just don't train as much anymore, and it kind of, it's hard for me. Do you train? Um, honestly, not very often. Like, I just kind of go to visit, but I don't really, like, I used to go, like, five to seven days a week. Like, I would go almost every day, but now I don't.
1: Did you go at all last school year?
0: Yeah, here and there. I did. I would, like, go to train and come back, but, um now honestly no because I've just been so busy with everything but I miss it a lot and I my goal was to go to the Olympics I was going and that's actually another reason why I came here because my dojo is down the street and I was like if I come to Cal State Fullerton I can still train for the Olympics but I was number one I wasn't too young but I wasn't at the caliber ready to be in 2020 which would be this year in Tokyo I wasn't ready by then so I thought I have a good chance for 2024 but then when the twenty twenty four like lineup came of who's gonna what sports are gonna be part of the twenty twenty four Olympics, karate was not included. They picked braid dancing over karate. And I was everyone was devastated, especially me, because I thought that would be my chance. And it wasn't Braid dancing. Break dancing. Yep. <laughs> and so it wasn't meant to be. And so I unfortunately am most likely not gonna be an Olympian unless I mean the karate <laughs> Unfortunately I most likely am not gonna be Olympian. Yeah, but I guess, like... I uh, join the club. Or I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so, I mean, they're fighting right now to get karate in it, but I doubt it. And if they do, I need to start training, because I'm not ready at this very moment, but, yeah. So that's that.
1: Dang. I knew you did karate, because I saw pictures on your Instagram, mm-hmm. and you told me, but I didn't know, like, to what extent. I knew yeah. you traveled.
0: I don't, but. I don't like, I feel like I don't like telling people, because I'm not, like, one to brag like I don't like to brag I don't like to flex as they would say like people say like I don't I don't don't like to but it's just like I don't know it's just something I did and I I'm very proud of it because I put a lot of hard work and and to that extent I don't mind talking about it because I'm very I worked hard for it like it wasn't something that was given to me in any way but um yeah I don't yeah I don't go around like telling people that's for sure I kind of keep it to myself.
1: That's cool. That's a really cool story. I'm glad Thanks. you told that. Thanks. Um, so, what was your family like growing up? Oh. Tell us about the cologne. I used to think that your name was Colin. Yeah, <laughs> like, you literally
0: told me this today. Like, <laughs> I used to think your name was Colin, and I was like, what? <laughs> it's cologne. It has an accent mark over the second O. Uh, Don't forget it. Uh, Don't forget it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. My family. Yeah. Okay. So I grew up in La Mirada, California. I'm closer. I went to Garden Hill Elementary. Just kidding. Okay, but um, Garden Hill. <laughs> Garden Hill was the name of my elementary school. Oh. I have a beautiful mother, Melita Diaz Cologne, and then my dad, Manuel Cologne, and my little brother. I love you, Lil Cologne, Adon Cologne, and we're. I love Wait, my family. How do you
1: pronounce your brother's name?
0: Adon. A H A R O N. Accent over the O. Oh,
1: I thought it was like.
0: Oh. A lot of people think it's ajarón, but it's not. Yeah, it's Aaron.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: It's basically Spanish Aaron.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: okay. but um, yeah. Family of four. We have a dog. The dog's <laughs> name Cinco. Um. Cinco. Cinco, cause we got him on Cinco de Mayo. Oh, that's
1: so funny. Yeah. So
0: his birthday's on May fifth, and his name is five. Cinco oh. in Spanish. <laughs>
1: his name is five. His
0: name is five, and he's our fifth family member. So oh, it works. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, and um. I mean, my dad is Mexican. My mom is Salvadorian and Nicaraguan, and I'm really proud of my heritage. Oh, I have, that's cool. Yeah, I have a very—I'm mixed, so a lot of people—sometimes when people see me, they don't know what I am. Like, they think I'm either white because I have green eyes and I'm light-skinned, or they think I'm, like, Italian or something. But, um, yeah, I'm Mexican. I'm Salvadorian. I'm Nicaraguanian. But um, I'm very proud of, like, my heritage and where I'm from, and my parents have really, like, instilled that in me and, like, taught me Spanish and did all of that, and— my extended family is very large as most Mexican, on my dad's side especially, right. my Mexican side is huge. My mom's side is is big, I would say, but it's not as, like, not even half the size of my dad's, because it's, like, my dad is one of seven, so it's oh, okay. a very large yes, family. My
1: dad's one of eight
0: and my mom's one of seven. Oh, wow. So yeah. you have a large family on both sides. Yeah. My mom's, I think, one of, like, four oh, okay. on the other side, so it's not too, I mean, it's big, but it's not, like, it's crazy. Not. Yeah. But yeah, that's a little bit about my family.
1: Okay. Who are your favorite role models, like inside and outside of the journalism world?
0: Okay. Oh shoot, this is hard. Okay. Well, role model number one I can think of is my mom. My mom is my best friend. Like I literally call her my best friend. Like she is everything to me. Like my mom is everything. Like I can't I can't like talk about her enough because she's just there for me no matter what. Like I can make the biggest mistake of my life, and, like, she will still see, like, a human in me and be there for me and forgive me. And so my mom is a really big role model, and she's just, like, the best person. And she's really brings out the best in other people, and that's what I admire. And then my dad as well. Like, my dad is the hardest worker. And my mom's a hard worker too. Mom, if you're listening to this, you're a hard worker too. I love you. But, like, my dad is, he works tirelessly just to provide for my family and be the best at his job and what he does and i admire that and he the core of work what he does is he wants to make change for others and be that change and that is something where i'm like wow i want to be like that like yes he's not a journalist but he's able to make change through his own way and that to me is really important and then i would also say my. And how co- does your dad make change through his own way um well i think he just advocates for people that may not have a voice for example, Latinos. He also tries to make change for underprivileged people. He makes change in like the education system because that's the the system where he works. And so through that, he really is just a big advocate for people, you know. And um, another person I look up to is my karate coach. Her name's Jasmine Nguyen. And she is the person that literally was like, you can make it in this karate world. You can do it. And she believed in me. Like I was just a little kid that would come to class. Like I was never anything special. And she was my age. She went to State Fullerton, graduated uh, in a kinesiology major. And she was like, you can do it. You're the next one in line. Cause she was a, she was a big like karate star and she would train. And then afterwards she would stay and train me and she would stay countless hours. Like I can't explain to you how many hours she put into being my coach. And she just shows me how to be selfless and how to bring others up. And it's and that it's not about you. Like, you're almost better by helping others, oh. you know? And that's just something that I admire from her. And she also is, like, swole queen. She's, like, she's so <laughs> swole. Like, I love her. She's, like, a workout queen. And she's the best person ever. I love her. So I think those are my biggest role models. I mean, I have a million. I feel bad if I'm not saying naming people but those are like the the three main people i admire. i really
1: thought you were just gonna say kim
0: oh wait i didn't go into my other people oh okay well because
1: then you wrapped it up you're like oh that's it and i was like oh oh i thought that's like my outside okay, okay. of like journalism okay, okay. And Out, it, inside of or whatever the industry whatever the fuck. I
0: don't know. inside of the industry yeah number one numero uno <laughs> is kim kardashian west i admire her like none other. Like, I feel like Kim is someone that people just look down on her and they, they don't respect her. And I just think that's really unfortunate because she made it. And she made it from nothing. And she made it from, yeah, I mean, she was well off, I would say, but she made it from not being famous, you know. And she made herself famous, branded herself, made herself who she is, and now she's giving back. And that's something that I really admire. I admire her fashion. I admire her beauty. I admire everything about her, how she loves her family, like, and how she has family values. Like, I really admire that. And um, I also admire um, Anna Wintour. She's the editor-in-chief of Vogue. I think that she's an amazing fearless leader, and I really admire her. And, um, yeah, I admire Liliana Vasquez. She is a... um, E, she's on E Morning Pop currently. She's a Latina at E morning News. Pop? Mm-hmm, morning Pop. They have Morning Pop, Daily Pop, and Nightly Pop. Uh, and so basically, I admire her because she really started from nothing, mm-hmm. and she worked her way up. And that's someone I'm just like, wow. Like that can be what me one day. Like I would love to, you know. But um, she's someone I I'm just like in awe of, and I. She just shows me like you can do it. You know, just looking at her is my sign that, like, si se puede, like, <laughs> echa las ganas, like, ponte las pilas, <laughs> echa, le, <laughs> echa le ganas, ponte las pilas, like, you can do it. And that's just, like, that's, to me, is someone I look up to because it's, like, wow. And one day I want to be that person and also, you know, help others. And, I mean, she she is, you know, but it's just, like, that's crazy. Yeah,
1: that's really cool. Mm-hmm. What is the most important thing you think people should know about you? Wow, that's a really <laughs> deep question. Um, whether it's like branding yourself or I don't know.
0: Like in terms of journalism or in terms of know, like my journalism,
1: life. I don't know. Just anyone who anyone who's like looked at your profile and just had like admired you
0: or I don't know. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like something maybe I failed to post about? Is that what you're saying? Or like, or like what do you think is, like, the
1: most important thing people should know about you? Like, either it's your resilience or pe- things that have knocked you down, mm. but you got back up, or how you deal with certain things, or what you, I don't know, like, yeah. your favorite inspiration or anything. I don't know. Hmm. It's very broad. Yes.
0: But I, there's a few things that came to mind from things you were saying. I think number one is I'm very optimistic. And sometimes, not to my demise, but I'm very, like, I can look at the worst situation and try to make it better. And that's just something that I guess I do. Like, and a lot of people tell me that. Like, I just am not a negative person, and I can never bring myself to be negative. Um, I also, another thing about me that I guess people don't know is I think I'm very quiet and kind of to myself until I take time to open up. Like, if I don't know you, like, I'm just going to kind of you know be in my own box like not really say anything and then once I get to know you like I'm my full self and that's just something that it takes me time and my mom says like when I was younger like I would have the most resting bitch face Oh, okay bitch face I, I wasn't <laughs> sure if I could say it. I had the most resting bitch face and she was like mija I had to train you out of it because you would just stare at people like I would glare at people and and she had to train me like no you need to agree people with a smile. You need to be more open. And so, I think that's just kind of goes into that. Um I mean, something that's very important to me is my religion. That uh, I mean, a lot of people don't really know. I don't really post about it, and maybe I wish I would because that's a part of me that's really important. I'm Catholic and I've always been Catholic and I aspire to be Catholic forever. And that's my faith is really important. And then my family. My family is my number one thing. Like to me, is everything. Like I can have a million friends, and I love all of my friends. They're the absolute best. But my family is my number one, and they will always be because they've always been there for me, and they will never not. So, and I think I'm a very passionate person. I guess maybe you can hear yeah. that. Like when I really like something, and I'm really into it, like that's my She's thing. Like-
1: Fire.
0: Yeah. I always think, my my saying is, I say fire a lot. Like, oh, that's fire. Like, like for example, Nileen looks fire right now. Like, if you guys can just see her, she's wearing like a freaking cheetah crop top. She's wearing nice, like, tight jeans, you know? Her makeup, her hair, like, she looks good. Me? otherwise not really right now but it's a podcast so you can't see me but
1: (laughs) yeah it's funny because i never dress up like people that see me around like they know like i never dress up and i was like you don't look bad ever you just look
0: like you're in like workout clothes no you don't look like you're in pajamas (laughs) i would hope not oh my god if my mom listens to this she's like nyleen you need to get ready oh my god you need to get ready I wear all like I always wear workout clothes. Like literally I the other love. day people were like, Oh, did you go to the gym? And I'm like I wish I had time to go to the gym, not today. Like literally right now I'm wearing workout pants and a and a workout hoodie and I'm not I have not gone to the gym and I am not going to the gym. I have a meeting after this, so I am not going to the gym. No.
1: Is there a rap song that you know every word to, or like a rap verse that you know
0: every word to? Oh, I know a lot of raps. Oh my gosh. No, like that's like actually my secret talent. Okay, like I know the words do one. Like, give me a song. Um,
1: I don't know. Your favorite one. Can I look it up? Yeah. Okay. Well, look it up. Okay. Do you want to perform for us?
0: Do you want me to? Yeah. Oh, wow. You're putting me really on the spot. (laughs) Wow. This is hard. I'm going to look up Nicki Minaj because Nicki Minaj is. Do you want to do super bass? Okay. Yeah. Can I play it or? Play the instrumental. But I need the. Oh, can I play karaoke? Um, yeah. That's instrumental. Okay, sorry. I don't know what instrumental <laughs> means. Excuse me. We Nikki. should make a TikTok after this. <gasps> can we do the Out West? Bang it, Out West. Shang it, Out West. Going to late night. I can shake it, Out West. Sure. Nicki Minaj, bass, lyrics, with lyrics, clean version, super bass, edited, explicit. How do I know if it's, like, instrumental? Just
1: search instrumental.
0: Crazy. I'm sorry I'm taking forever Instrumental. Instrumental <laughs> <laughs> Okay Here goes nothing This one goes out to you Mom My name Young Breezy this one is for the boys in the boomer system. Top down AC with the cooler system. When you come up in the club, you be blazing up. Got sex on a deck like you saving up. Any hill, he bill, he might got a deal. You pop bottles when you got the right, cut kind of bill. He come, he dump, he might dump. He's always in the air, buddy. Never fly, coach. Mudder, butter, shrimp strip. Trip. Tell her how to strip, shape, Money, make a drip, drip. Kiss him on the lips. That's the kind of dude I was looking for. And yes, you get slapped if you're looking. Excuse me. I'm a hell of a guy. I mean, my, my, my like pelican fly. I mean, you're so shot and I'm loving your tie. You're like suckling in a guy with a thing on his eye. Oh, yes, I did. Yes, I did. Somebody please tell him who that uh, is. I am Nicki Minaj. I'm acting dudes up. That coots up. and dropped <laughs> That's it. The end. <laughs> I You're like so cute. Young Breezy. <laughs> Young Breezy. That's my rap name. Dude,
1: everyone calls like me Young Breezy. Breezy is just like your everything name. That's just know. my nickname. Yeah, I think it's really cute. Thanks. Okay. Dude, that was, that was so really cool. funny. I did not expect
0: to come on here and rap. You told me, don't prepare for anything. I really should have prepared for that. <laughs> no, we
1: shouldn't. Um, what is a name that, like, I feel like everyone thinks about this, that if they didn't have the name that they had in their life, in do like,
0: if, like, my parents were to name me something else? Yeah, what would you want it to be? Oh, I really like Hawaiian names. Oh. Like, names like Leilani and, like, I don't know, Maui, Oahu. Like, I really... <laughs> I'll call you Maui. Call no. me Maui. No, I, like, like uh, what's that one? Disney Princess? Moana? Moana. Like, I love Hawaiian names, and that's not to be, like, racially profiling. or like, I'm not trying to be offensive. But, like, I really love those names, yeah. and I think they're beautiful. And, like... I wish I could have that name. Like, Leilani, I think, it's like, the prettiest name ever. Oh, that is pretty.
1: I like your name. Thanks. I think your name is so – I don't – I've never met anyone else named Brisa. Like besides, like well, – until I got to college, then I met, like, three Brisas. But you were the first one that I met Though.
0: And one name. of the ones I think you know – I know her, too. Yeah. She's the second Brisa I've ever met. Yeah,
1: and she's – um, what's her last name?
0: Bernal. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out to you, Brisa Bernal. She's probably not. I love she follows you. the account.
1: Okay. what is your most proud accomplishment is it karate Mm
0: -hmm. I would say my proudest accomplishment was in 2017 when I won that national championship like for me that was that was everything like it was the moment I had worked for and it just really taught me that sacrifice and hard work pays off and to me that means the world because it shows me like for example right now in my career like I feel Not defeated. I by no means feel defeated, but I feel like it's hard. Like, this career is hard. Like, this shit is, like, there's no rule book. There's no one to hold your hand. There's no one to tell you what to do. You're not going to be doing the same thing as the person next to you. There's no step-by-step. There's no guaranteed job. And for me, like, this, having that experience in karate may not be holding a camera and filming, but it taught me that if I put in time, I sacrifice, and I try my best, like, I can do it. And that means the world to me. Like being able to know that, like, if I put time and my mind to it and I I dedicate everything I have to it, like I know at least I have an opportunity. Like I will try my best, you know, And that makes me feel better. It makes me feel like there's a light at the end of the tunnel because sometimes I don't feel like that. Like sometimes I'm in my room like editing really late at night, and I'm like, there's this is not it, like this is not for me, but I know that like if I keep going and I keep pushing, like, I can do it and that's something that karate taught me and that is my greatest accomplishment because it really helped me develop into who i am as a person and yeah so i'm really grateful for that oh
1: that was so good okay
0: what is your favorite disney movie i mean i don't watch a lot of movies that's really funny but um i like zootopia i just watched Zootopia like last week two weeks ago i would say zootopia is the shit shakira fire <laughs> everything on there fire the little bunny i don't know her name the fire b- the bunny fire
1: <laughs> oh the bunny is cute the, bunny the fox is cute. would be like carrots
0: yeah Aww. it's like no i won't give up no i won't give in that's us Until i reach the that's end us. then i start again that fucking that song's fire
1: that is us oh my gosh that is us okay zootopia what's your favorite who was your favorite
0: childhood teacher Oh, I have two. Okay. Okay, number one, Miss Kim. Miss Kim is my second grade teacher. She is just amazing. Like, I mean, second grade, I don't really remember much of it, but what I remember is her just being amazing and, like, just, like, caring for me and really, like, taking the time to be, like, the best teacher ever. Number two, Mr. Hilliard. Mr. Hilliard, he he was, like, a math teacher. Like he Like, his specialty was math in elementary school, and he would put bases, like, baseball bases in the classroom and he would have us answer a math question if we get it right we were allowed to hit a ball and like with a bat in the classroom let the ball shoot across the classroom and run to the bases and play baseball indoors but made it fun about math and that to me was like wow and from then on I really loved math. I literally thought I was going to be a math major. Fun fact. Oh my, my mom, God. to this day, my mom to this day is like, are you sure, how you don't want to do math? And I'm like, mom, I'm sure. Like, I don't want to do math. We're but here to
1: be icons. I'm here
0: to be. Me and Nyleen, we're going to be icons. But <laughs> <laughs> Together. We're icons living already. We already are icons. Already. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I wish. Like, fuck off. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, w- I wish. Nyleen's an icon.
1: Yeah. We truly part maybe. every day. Yeah, it's just hard work. It's just so hard. It's so
0: hard, guys. Yeah. Fuck. Only. If only. only. (laughs) I feel like Nyleen and I just get along so well because it's like we get each other to the fullest extent. Yeah. Like there's no one on this planet Earth, I think, that gets me more than Nyleen. And it's just not like anything weird. It's just like I have best friends that I still think don't get the real struggle I'm going through in my life. And Nyleen gets it. Oh, yeah. Like, my friends, like, they're other majors. 100. And they, they they support me. Like, my friends, my relationships, everyone supports me. And I appreciate it. My parents, they support me. But no one really gets it. Yeah. No one sits through those classes and trying to learn what the VO is, how to edit, like, how to do Premiere Pro, like, how to make a package, how to shoot, how to do a live shop, how to angle, how to, how to... What else do we have to do? Crazy things. Dude. Interview people, dress up, look good. Like, there's just things that we go through and we have
1: to like come up with stuff that we create on our own like mm-hmm. this podcast you would trendy and and like we literally have, we have to do pop X Y Z A B C D E F G every fucking letter of the alphabet we have to do and mm-hmm. it's like oh, lord there's just not enough hours in the day for no. this career there truly hey, really isn't Beyonce
0: has the 24 hours in the day and so do we look at Beyonce look at her know. go look
1: at her go okay
0: that's I always think about that when I think um, there's no time I think of Beyonce and I'm like there's time
1: Wow. Wow. (laughs) Uh, Inspiration from Brisa. Okay, last question. What is the most ridiculous assumption someone has made about you? Like just someone, something you heard that was like, what
0: the? That I'm tall. Really? I mean, I guess it's not that ridiculous. But a lot of people say I look tall on pictures. And then they see me and they're like, she's like, four eleven five <laughs> one like 5.0 like that's literally what i am like 5.0 i mean that's not actually the, let me say something more interesting let me think okay. um
1: like whether it was a rumor or anything like
0: i have one but it's not funny it's like negative oh. i don't want to say anything negative okay but no i don't want to say that okay But, yeah, just that I'm tall, I guess, and I'm not tall. I wish I was. I wish I was a model, but I'm not.
1: Would you rather shave your head or be stuck in an elevator with someone that you despise for two weeks?
0: Be stuck in an elevator with someone I despise for two weeks.
1: Pretty good answer. I just think of someone I despise, and I'm just like, fuck.
0: Yeah, I would not want to. They would not be (laughs) pleasurable, but I would do it because I like my hair. Because I'm not shaving my head. No. And I feel like a person's a person as long as like you guys are just quiet in there. Like you, ne- you, you never said we had to speak. Like just quiet. As long as they don't harm me, like as long as I'm safe, I'll do it. Uh,
1: that that question just makes me laugh so hard. Too.
0: Why? Because you're imagining me getting my head shaved or what? <laughs> oh
1: my god! I need to end this podcast. Okay. Um. Yeah, that's pretty good. Okay. That's it. Thank you for coming, Greese. What do you want? Wait, wait, wait. What, are you, <laughs> what She can't stop laughing, guys. What do you want to end this podcast with? Like on what note? Anything
0: to say to anyone listening. Ah. Uh, thank you for having me. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> that's that was really anticlimactic. Um I think I would be like okay, I'm gonna do a quote from Kanye West. My number one quote. Um, actually, my number two quote, but it's it pertains to what I've spoken about. Um, it's he says, "Reach for the stars, because if you fall, you'll land on the clouds," and that to me shows like when people say like, "You won't start in the top mar- market, you won't make it." It's like, no, I'm gonna think, I'm gonna think as high as I can, and if I don't get there, then you know what? Maybe I will end up there, and it'll be okay. You know, like I'm gonna reach further than where I think I can get and so maybe if i don't get it i will end up where i think i can get you know i I don't explain it any further but like if you reach for the stars because if you fall you'll land on the clouds and i think that's something that i live by and i yeah and i'm very thankful to be here i hope i was interesting enough (laughs) and yeah shout out to everyone listening all my friends Thank you, Nile. No, Nileen is like a sweetheart. Like guys, I love Nileen so much. (laughs) Like you guys need to listen to her podcast, but I mean if you're listening right now, you are listening to her podcast, so thank you. (laughs) You But (laughs) (laughs) hey everyone, you need to listen to Nileen's podcast, but all right
1: um i just want to say thank you to anyone who has taken the time i mean my podcasts are not short i think podcasts are just not short in general but i genuinely from the bottom of my heart i appreciate every message that i've got like a reference to it it genuinely means so much to me that you know i genuinely thought only like five people were gonna listen to my first episode but i checked the like analytics and it got 50 downloads or like over and I was like what the fuck even if you listened for like let's say like three minutes like you still clicked on it like that still genuinely means so much to me and I think it's crazy what um what I did like in the basement of the freaking Pollock library on a Thursday night like so many people have listened to I think it's a lot Because I only expected like three.
0: I think it's a lot, and I think you're gonna grow, and you're gonna continue to grow, and I think you're amazing, and I think you're doing great, sweetie. You're doing great, sweetie. In the words of Kris Jenner, this sweetie right here is doing great, bitches, (laughs) great. Okay. Um. All right. Thank you, guys.
1: Thank you. Talk to you next week. Bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs)